Hello, welcome to Guide to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. I'm William. And we are back to scare you, to spook you, but to hopefully make you laugh at the darkness a little bit. Ooh, I like that a lot. Thanks. Laugh back the darkness. That's how they fight boggers. This time the darkness laughs back. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's not really what (laughs) we want. (laughs) If you're trying to laugh away the darkness, if the darkness laughs back, you're like... Big trouble, mister. The only weapon I had is failing. <laughs> My sense My of laughter. humor. My yeah. Uh, before we jump into the topics for yep. this evening, even before we do our two sentence horror yeah, stories. Yeah, totally. Uh, I have a couple of quick things that I want to share. Yes, and I really want to hear them. With you and yeah. with our listening, yep. viewing audience. Yep. Uh, whoever you may be, wherever you may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did something cool yeah. in the past week and something scary happened yeah. to me. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, what do you want to hear first? Um, I want to hear selfishly the scary thing that happened to you because I already know what you did in the past week. So okay. get that off my mind. All right. Fair enough. Okay. So I was home. I was alone. Uh-huh. It was me and the doggy. Yeah. Allie was not around. Yeah. I was walking. Uh, picture this. This is, uh, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh-huh. we're sitting in my little home office, my little home studio. I was walking out of this room. Mm-hmm. And down the hall to like the kitchen or something. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, we still have our Christmas tree up. Yeah. Uh, haven't taken it down. It's the end of January. Correct. When you're listening to this, it's the beginning of February. The right. tree, I guarantee you, is still up. <laughs> yeah. I was walking past the Christmas tree. It's a fake tree. Mm-hmm. And I hear a scratching sound that's definitely coming from the tree. It's obviously the sound of something moving through the fake pine needles of the Christmas tree. Do you think it was like Christmas vacation where a squirrel was going to come flying out at you? That was the first thing that I thought yeah. for sure. Uh, and it made me, you know, it put a chill <laughs> up my spine, even though it's illogical. There's not a yeah. real squirrel in my fake tree. Right. That doesn't make sense. But still. Even still, I turn and look at the tree. And as I look at the tree, I can't figure out what it is yet, but I see something falling down the branches. And uh-huh. I think for a second, oh, an ornament somehow fell out of the tree. Yeah. No. Allie's not around. Yeah. No one is around. Yeah. A $5 bill fell out of my Christmas tree. What? Yeah. Which made me think of, you know, like old bad jokes about like money doesn't grow on trees. It's like, well, it fell out of my fake tree. (laughs) So that's kind of cool. But it also made me think of as insane as it is. I admit that this is crazy. Uh It made me think of when they're like a statue started crying. Uh Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, that is really weird. It's very weird. Huh. However, I've also been noticing strange things around my apartment, things yeah. in places where I did not put them. Uh, and it's because our landlords are selling our house. Right. And I think legitimately yeah. that people have come into this house when they're not scheduled to be in here. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. I noticed I noticed today. Like what kinds of things being misplaced? Uh two days ago. They had people come in to replace our fire, uh, our, our smoke, detect- yeah. smoke detectors and stuff. Yeah. So I saw dust on this table that we record on. And uh-huh. I was like, what is, what is this stuff? Yeah. And I realized, oh, it's dust from the fan. Why is there dust from the fan? Oh, because somebody was standing up there. Yeah. There's a new smoke detector right there. Okay, fine, whatever. However, Ugh. that was two days ago. Yeah. Today, I walked into my kitchen and found a box for a fire extinguisher where I'm very pretty sure there was not I'm one sure yesterday. I'm sure there wasn't because you would notice that. So that's th- a weird thing. I think someone came into my house today. <laughs> Ew, I hate that. I cannot wait for you to blow this pop stand. Neither can Willie. <laughs> I can't wait to get out of this that house. That is so annoying and creepy and invasive. Yeah, it is. They shouldn't be allowed to do that. I agree. 
They, they, I mean, they're not supposed no, to. No, I know, I know. Yeah. That's horrible. I know, but they were denied. They're and I don't like, have proof. They're like, like creepy crawling you. Yeah, I'm getting creepy crawled. Oh, yeah. God. Um, and also today, this is neither here nor there, but I scared myself. Uh-huh. I spooked myself. Yeah. I was listening to, uh, there's a radio play yeah. they made out of the movie Pontypool, uh-huh. which is a zombie movie. I remember you and Ryan Reisman, who's one of our listeners, talking about that once. Love it. Yeah, yeah. Very weird. Everybody go watch Pontypool. Maybe it's still yeah, on I never Netflix. It. Yeah. You have to check it out. It is a zombie movie in a radio station. Uh-huh. So you're hearing this shock jock morning DJ yeah. basically break the story about he's going like, Well, it sounds like there's been another case of riots breaking out down at the doctor's office. Who knows what they want, what they're after. It calls yeah. to mind refugee. He's like a basically like a conservative yeah. Shock jock trying to scare people, uh-huh. but it turns out that it's actual zombies. Huh. It is amazing. I mean, it sounds cool. And they made a radio play out of it, which I was listening oh, to. That's cool. I'll have to yeah. listen to that. And uh, it's like 50 minutes long. You yeah. can get it on YouTube. I love radio plays. It's the exact yeah. same production as oh, the movie. Great. It's the same cast, everything. I think yeah. it's the same recordings that are in the movie. Yeah. But since it's a radio thing, they right. just cut the video, have right. it only be audio. That's cool. So I was driving home listening to it, like cranked, basically. Yeah. And the the ambiance created of listening to this basically like war of the world's broadcast. Yeah. Really? <laughs> that, got would, me, that would get me freaked it out. It got me in a very paranoid that. mood. Yeah. yeah. And then I came home and it's all dark out cause it's winter. Yeah. That story takes place in a town in Canada. That's all dark in the morning cause it's winter. Yeah. And I'm walking the dog and really looking down those thin alleyways between houses the yeah like the driveways that just turn to black after 30 feet for some reason those creep me out and also i don't know if you know this about town about the town that we live in do you know that there's a back way that goes like all the way through town what do you mean um how do i explain this like a service road no no, no walking like there's a walking path where like um you know the streets are all um perpendicular to each other or i mean parallel to each other or whatever it starts nobody else know what this means but just imagine i'm just saying it starts the street it starts where ryan used to live he's he showed me years ago and then some of it is just kosher but some of it kind of like goes through backyards or goes like on the side of houses and you can walk from one end of town to the other i don't like it that's my point it's very creepy i don't need that yeah crazy my neighbor anybody listens to it doesn't come here where you live um but yeah it's it's really weird yeah we did it one time it was it was weird Mm, that is weird i don't like that i don't like the idea of looking out your back window and being like oh there's a person i don't know how to explain it it's not exactly that it's more like kind of on the side i think there was one point where you're sort of or a couple points where you're sort of in a driveway but it's not i'm not explaining it right you're not really in anybody's territory no no i would yeah but it's it is strange though i mean you're close to their house like it's weird i don't explain it i remember uh my crazy next door neighbor yeah who anybody who listens to book club schmook club our previous podcast is probably pretty familiar with me talking about this person yeah she goes like yeah there have been people i was what it was was i got home and i closed my car door and she's like hey god like great it's It's what she sounds like it's exactly what she sounds like yeah uh, you've never seen me and her in the same place at the same time. <laughs> My voice is that accurate. I might just be her. Um, it she, really is that accurate. Yeah. She goes like, hey, what are you doing back there? What? I don't know. Getting out of live. my car and going to my home. Yeah. And she goes, ah, yeah, I saw someone snooping around back there. So I like to check now. Oh, good. It's like, oh, good. So now so you're the only, one snooping. Yeah. Not only is there somebody scary in my backyard, but she's the person that's going to take care of it. Oh, I got God. two nuts. Yeah. Don't need it. Um, okay. Okay. Now here's the cool thing that I did. I'll try to make yes. it short. Yes. 
So uh, this past weekend, yep. went on a little bit of a road trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to go check out the headquarters of the company Hunt a Killer, yeah. who I've done many unboxings for both their uh, sort of uh, murder mystery series, Hunt mm-hmm. a Killer, and Chris and I will be tackling their mm. new paranormal series, Empty Faces. Yeah. Uh, if you are Looking watching, to it. if you are watching our live recording, we're doing that tomorrow night. That's mm-hmm. Thursday night at eight p.m. Yep. On Facebook.com/slash The Haunted Sponge. Yep. It'll be reposted on YouTube.com/slash Talkbomb. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, while I was there, it's in Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah. I met CWS, yep. the host of Hunter Killer's podcast behind True Crime. Yep. Met her for the first My time My good in friend. Yes. Internet yeah. friend. <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah. the thing. But yeah. Up to this point, only internet friends. I've yeah. spoken to her many times because of our work through yeah. Hunter Killer, uh, but had never met her. Finally met her in real life. Yeah. Now, uh... I have been trying to get Allie, my mm-hmm. wife, to agree mm-hmm. to go to Burkittsville, Maryland yeah. for probably, truly, literally a year. Yeah. I am so jealous of this entire trip. I was invited to go, and I could not because of scheduling difficulties, yeah. and it'll happen someday. Made a big mistake. <laughs> Nobody could take care of the doggies. I know. It's a it's, yeah. an, it's a mistake that we can fix. Yes. In a few yeah. months, we might do another yeah. sort of trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we meet we meet CWS, yeah. and she starts to say, you know, oh, I know probably tomorrow you're going to have to go straight back to New Jersey, right? And Allie goes, actually, tomorrow we're going to Burkittsville, Maryland. Yeah. And CWS goes, I, I was going to ask if you want to go to Burkittsville, Maryland. <laughs> yeah. So the next day, we all took a road trip out to this place where they shot the Blair Witch yep. Project. Uh, uh, where we, it's supposed to have taken place. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we were very respectful in yeah. a cemetery where they shot part of the movie. Right. And then it was my goal to then go to the woods yeah. where they shot the Blair Witch Project to shoot a video for Empty Faces. Yeah. Unfortunately, we found out that would be another hour away. Yeah. So instead, we found some woods uh, around Burkittsville that actually looked very similar. They looked very woodsy and creepy. Uh, and shot the video, which I think came out pretty cool. Did a little special effect for the first time ever. Um, it, that came out really well. I was pretty pleased. Allie uh, basically came up with the whole schlemiel. Uh, I teleport in this video that I made. Go find it. It's the unboxing for Empty Faces episode yeah. one. So uh, anyway, long story short, uh, if anybody's familiar with the Blair Witch Project, there is a part where the amateur filmmakers wake up and find stick men, these like voodoo doll effigy things hanging from trees. Yeah, like if you've seen them. the Blair Witch Project, you can picture it. It's the major iconography yeah. out of the Blair Witch Project, other than... Her nosy. Yeah, booger yeah. nose. Yes. Uh, I'm so sorry, staring into the camera. Yes. So anyway... If you've been following our work for any length of time, I've done that a number of times. <laughs> I think that's true. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, I wanted to take sticks from the Black Hills Woods, where those characters supposedly got you know, eaten by the witch, basically. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, we didn't actually go to those woods. Right. So I did the next best thing. I just I took think good enough. some sticks yeah. from Burkittsville, Maryland. <laughs> I think it's still a similar vibe. It's yeah. still from Burkittsville. You still saw the cemetery. I feel like that somehow lumps it into this like authenticity. I think it's I think it it's passable. Yeah. Um yeah. if you're if you're listening only on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'm literally holding up yeah. Stick men that I made the other day <laughs> right. while watching the Blair Witch Project for the one millionth time. Right. What could be better? Yeah, Kristen, hold up that third one. Okay. That's the one that I particularly enjoy the proportions of. <laughs> I think that's the best one that I did. Uh, YouTube version mm. is going to be the best to be able to see these things. Yeah. But uh, well yeah, done. I'm considering uh, whether or not hiding one of these on the property when we move out. Oh, 
My God. Right? Yes. Uh, or, you know, it's the opposite. Do of- this one. It's little. Yeah, this teeny one. Yeah. Uh, I'm, maybe I, maybe I want to get rid of the giant one. Actually, <laughs> yeah, you do. I have no need for this huge one. Put it um in your creepy garage thing oh. that has like weird, like um practice signatures of pink. Somebody yeah, wrote pink all right. over the walls. Yeah, my house is very strange. It's really weird. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, those are my little uh, weird stories yeah. from the past week. A lot of yeah, it's awesome. A lot of fun little goofy horror things. Yeah, happened. seriously, it was a good week. Yeah, it was a good week. Yeah, good week in horror. Yeah. And then also, I would like to say that we got really really cool listener mail from our our listener Nicholas Nick. Um, it's a book called Fungus: The Boogeyman <laughs> that is apparently like a British classic. So thank you so much. Nick, this rules. Yeah, it's evidently a no-brainer story, like commonly read, yeah. popular children's It's book. like the UK where the wild things are, he said. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like that classic. So, so everybody knows it. Yeah, it's really awesome, and it's a weird boogeyman thing. Yeah, cool. So it ties right in. Yeah, thank you very much, Yeah, Nick. thank you. I think that marks the first time we've ever gotten... We have, but we have more mail any coming. listener mail. Yeah, evidently that's true. I know. Yeah. I don't, Very nice. I don't know if we should say where people can send stuff. No, but, but you I can ask me. I love the idea. <laughs> you can message me and ask uh, where to send it if yeah. you would like to. But yeah. yeah, it's really cool. It was fun to get that mail. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. Um, okay. Last order of business yep. before we uh, dive headfirst into our topics for mm-hmm. the evening. Uh, Kristen, it's time. Yes. For two more two-sentence horror stories. I'm already scared in short order. I sit... Uh, with a, a stack of index cards in front of me. You happy? On, I'm very happy. <laughs> I've been trying to get these props going for a while. I feel like yeah. Karnak. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mount Baldy. <laughs> Mount Baldy. What Yule Brenner's wife does on her wedding night. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that a real one? Uh, it I probably think is, Norm right? Norm MacDonald came up with that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good. If anybody knows yeah, who Karnak is. Yeah, because I did not is. think you came up with that off the top. <laughs> hey, kids. Remember Karnak? <laughs> Um, yeah, so I don't know if we want to just take them from the top, but if you want yeah. to flip through there and just pick one at random, yeah. we've got some two-cent stories uh, written by other podcasters, yep. a couple written by some listeners that yes. I just really enjoyed and that were yep. very cool. Yep, I'm doing a little shuffle, yep. and okay. So I'm going to read one from Stephen from the podcast Trace Evidence. Every week for 10 years, people would see the solemn woman visiting her husband's grave, gently laying flowers on the stone. Only she knew that the casket buried beneath, uh, had uh, buried beneath her, had been empty for the past eight years. Yeah, so ten years uh-huh. ago, dead. Something happened two years later, and right, that, that casket's empty in now. There. Yeah, love it. I love it. That, yeah, that is very just, good. That's a Norman Bates situation. It is. It's yeah. a story that begs questioning. Yeah. Which I feel like usually is, who, the, like, maybe I'll pick another one that's like, cut and dry. You get the entire gist. That one, you go like, why is that casket empty? Well, that's <laughs> that. It's like that classic, like, baby shoes never worn story. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. There's a whole world. Yeah, for sale, baby mm-hmm. shoes never worn. Yeah. Yeah. But at, at the same rate, you get some element of closure from yeah. that, at least. Yeah. All right. And this other one is from Scott Thrower from Fairy Tales for Unwanted Children. Sweet. Mother was always there to greet me when I came home from school, sitting at the kitchen table. Her funeral didn't change that. Dun, dun, dun. Huh, Uh, kind of in theme. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I'm not in my casket, (laughs) Bubba. Both corpses at home. Want a Snickers? Presumably. Want her after school Snickers? (laughs) Hungry, why wait? (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. It's uh, it's topic time. Yeah. What are you saying? I'm going first? Yeah. All right. 
Uh, we picked a theme for this week's episode. Yep. The theme being uh, the true stories behind horror movies. Mm-hmm. So, Kristen, I picked one that I know you would hate on the surface, at least. I'm going to tell you the real inspiration behind A Nightmare on I Elm Street. I knew it as soon as you said that I would hate it. And also, I came across... I didn't go into it, but I came across that there was a true story behind it in my research. It doesn't go the so way that you think. So I saw his disgusting face a bunch of times. It doesn't go the way that you think. Okay. Uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street, for the people that don't have this all categorized in their yeah. heads, that's the Freddy Krueger. Yep slasher series mm-hmm. i know a lot of people like i'll do it too where i'll be like friday the 13th who's that mike myers yeah like all the names get well, adult yeah well you know what it's I- mrs pamela Voorhees. Whoa! <laughs> that'll get you out of a jam if a bad guy ever calls you yeah that's true yeah yeah if somebody calls asking you some horror trivia yeah you know what's you'll up. be all set don't be no fool <laughs> so uh this movie was released on november 16th 1984 mm-hmm. It's about Freddy Krueger, a dream demon mm-hmm. with a, uh, a razor glove, yep. razor hands, and he comes after kids in their dreams mm-hmm. to kill them. Kristen, I'm going to ask you what you think, what direction you think I'm going to go in. How, in what way could this possibly be based on a true story? Sleep paralysis? Ah, very good. Is it? Yeah. No. Very, oh, it very is? good. Okay. Yeah, basically. It yeah. goes a lot deeper than just sleep paralysis, yeah. but that is where we will be going. All right, cool. However, I do want to address something right off the top. Please. There is a rumor going around, uh-huh. uh, both a picture and a little story, that tend to get shared a lot, yeah. claiming that the real story of Freddy Krueger in real life uh-huh. is that he was based on an actual serial killer uh-huh. named, named Frederick Krueger. Uh-huh. Uh, this story claims that in the 1800s, Frederick Krueger killed at least 20 children using a gardening claw. Okay. Whatever that is. He lived in an abandoned factory. So I'm guessing this is not true. It's not true. This yeah. is not true. I want to address it, though, because I think right, people right. out there might think it is true. Right. Uh, he lived in an abandoned factory and was eventually caught, tried, and found to be criminally insane. Uh-huh. He spent the rest of his life in jail, eventually dying in his sleep at 72 years old. And back in these days, in jail, you wore an olive green and red striped shirt, and that's where it comes from. That's right. That's yeah. true. Uh, also, uh, one of the alternate explanations that he really liked olives and red peppers. <laughs> <laughs> or olives and pimentos, and he became right? What he Isn't eats. that more natural? Yeah, that probably makes more sense. <laughs> and it's the origin of you are what you eat, yeah. but it's just that he wears clothes just that olives. look like that a little bit. <laughs> oh no, I became what I ate. And uh, olive. <laughs> oh, that's my two cents horror story. I really liked what I was eating, and then I became what I ate. Oh no. What would you become quick? Pizza. Yeah. Without a doubt. Is there any... <laughs> Speculation otherwise? Cheese. <laughs> Meatballs. Just any sort of che- Meatballs. Yeah. So here's the real story that inspired A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Wes Craven, uh, the writer, director of A Nightmare on Elm yep. Street, uh, R.I.P. Uh-huh. Yep. Rip Wes Craven. Yep. Uh, was asked how he came up with the idea of the dream demon. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'd read an article in the LA Times about a family who had escaped the killing fields in Cambodia and managed to get to the U.S., Things were fine. And then suddenly, the young son was having very disturbing nightmares. He told his parents he was afraid that if he slept, the thing chasing him would get him. So he tried to stay awake for days at a time. When he finally fell asleep, his parents thought the crisis was over. Then they heard screams in the middle of the night. By the time they got to him, he was dead. He died in the middle of a nightmare. 
He was a youngster having a vision of a horror that everyone older was denying. That became the central line of Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm. So wait, how did that kid die, actually? Do you know? I do know. Yeah. Now, it seems that Wes Craven maybe got his wires crossed. Uh Uh-huh. The story that he is referencing appears to exist. Yeah. It is not about a family where the boy was having night terrors and Uh claiming that something was chasing him, whatever. If that is true, I did not find the evidence. Uh Uh-huh. What I did find was a different LA Times story about a real-life phenomenon Mm -hmm. that was occurring and possibly still is um, to a particular uh, group of people. In 1975, uh, a, a lot of Southeast Asian refugees came to the United States. Uh-huh. Uh, their, uh, a communist dictatorship took, col- took control of their country. Yeah. So they come to the U.S., uh, you know, yeah. seeking a new life, sure. safety. Uh, and in one case, I'm going to say some words that I don't know how to pronounce. So, okay. uh, you know, forgive me for that. Uh, a group of Humong, mm-hmm. H-M-O-N-G. Okay. Refugees came to the U.S., a group of 18. Mm-hmm. All 18 refugees were found dead in bed. The cause of death was a condition known as sudden unexpected death syndrome. What? They seem to have literally died of fright in the night. Oh, my God. This is true. Yeah. You can look this up. It goes by many names. Yeah. Sudden unexpected death syndrome. Sometimes it is, uh, uh, boy, I have it written down elsewhere, like sudden unexpected nightmare death or something like that. Oh, sudden unexpected nocturnal death syndrome. It also goes by. Oh, man. Uh, In that culture, H-M-O-N-G culture, a spirit known as Da Cho takes the form of a jealous woman and brings men to the spirit world while they sleep. Some men are known to dress like women before they go to bed in order to fool oh, the wow. show. Huh. So it's literally as if you're being, you know, you're drifting off to sleep and yeah. the Sandman comes to take you away to the land of Nod. Yeah. Except that means like, kill you. Yeah. Take you to the spirit world. Yeah. The land of Nada. Yeah, the land of Nada. Yeah. Now, this is a phenomenon that's completely real, and for whatever reason, and I have some I have some explanations, yeah. but it seems to specifically affect uh-huh. Southeastern Asian uh, countries. That's so weird. Yes. It essentially boils down to a, uh, the like real life reason. Yeah. Is that it boils down to what is I've read as being termed a birth defect yeah. of the heart. It's a cardiac issue. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Now, a lot of people theorize that this happened to some of those refugees that came to the U.S. because yeah. of the added stress yeah. of their situation. Yeah. You know, uh, there are some people that say that uh, – I read, I read, I read parts of a book that I'll reference in a little bit. Mm-hmm. I literally tried to read this book, yeah. basically, that uh, explains what's going on. Uh-huh. And some of the theories were that uh, these these people from the H M O N G Hmong cultural culture uh, came over and they were stressed out because they couldn't practice their their religion yeah. anymore. Yeah. Um, but also they were hesitant to seek out medical attention. Uh-huh. Uh, cause they didn't, they didn't know what the hell was going on over right, here. Right. Right. And so that just made them more, you know, at risk oh, for something horrible. like this to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of, uh, 
interpretations of what's going on because yeah. it's not just those 18 people that died. Yeah, yeah. There are some sources I read that said that this was a leading cause of death. It was um, above like even like automobile deaths. It was very, very common. Just for like the Humong people? Uh, for a lot of Southeastern Asian uh-huh. people. My God. Weirdly enough, a lot of the sources I said, not people from China. Yeah. Huh. So not really sure what the deal is with that. But a lot of these It must be such a weird, specific yeah. heart problem. Yeah, I guess so. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's probably some like little teeny weeny thing that can like make or break everything. I guess so. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that I read was that it primarily seems to affect males. Yeah. Vast majority, it happens to males in uh-huh. like their 30s. Huh. And it will happen to you either just as you're going to bed yeah. or when you're waking up in the morning. Oh, uh, man. Suddenly something is just wrong. Like the, yeah. you know. That's horrible. Yeah. You just, you just die. Oh. There are a lot of rumors in like, different do, cultures. Like, do they know if there's like suffering or anything, or do yeah. they just? It sounds yeah, because like if you're dying of fear. Yeah, well, that's, oh, that's part horrible. of because I was trying to figure out where does the nightmare part come yeah. from then? Because like these people are dying in their sleep. Right. It turns out the rumors of the nightmares came because anybody who was around would hear the person that was like screaming, screaming. Ugh. Um, you know, obviously in distress in some form. Yeah. Uh, and so they went ahead and they're like nightmares. Yeah. And I actually found newspaper articles, old mm-hmm. newspaper articles from the eighties that yeah. are like, yes, indeed. Nightmares could bring on sudden unexpected deaths. And did everybody freak out? I mean, I would. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. Ugh. Yeah. I've, I've read accounts about like people that, uh, you know, if, if you're part of this, like this group, this yeah. ethnicity that for some reason is is more at risk for sudden unexpected nocturnal death syndrome. Right. I read that there was like a lot of a lot of worry. Yeah, I would imagine. Which if stress is one of the things that might bring it on. Yeah, it makes it even worse. Absolutely. You got higher risk. So there are a oh. lot of different cultural interpretations of yeah. what's going on. In the Philippines, it's uh, because of a spirit known as Batibat, which is also called a Bangungat, mm-hmm. which is the Filipino word for nightmare. Oh, okay. Like this crosses yeah. everything. Yeah. Nightmares are associated with this. Yeah. It takes the form of a hag uh-huh. and sits on a victim's chest or face, suffocating them to death. Yeah. It's a form of sleep paralysis, uh-huh. as you said, and just casually mentioned, yeah. it's also a form of hag syndrome. Oh, chill. You know, wow. hag syndrome. Well, I know in sleep paralysis, it's really common to like sense or hallucinate or dream or whatever, like an old woman sitting on your chest. Yeah, that's what hag syndrome yeah, is. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I did read that uh, one of the supposed ways that you can stave this off, um, you should bite your tongue okay. and wiggle your toes to try to get out of sleep paralysis. So is that or like, else you'll die of suffocation. So is that like pushing your tongue on the roof of your mouth to prevent or to get rid of um, brain freeze? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Yeah, it's like, you know. Well, is that an actual like recommendation or is that Oh yeah, that's I didn't like the that medical up. recommendation or I is that like a traditional I think it's like a traditional Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Cuz I would assume the medical thing is like Hey, why don't you come in and let's do some like, you know, we'll do. Well, no, but like in the moment, like who knows oh, if there's some know. weird like how to escape where they figured out like how deal? to short circuit something in your brain. Yeah, yeah. that I don't okay. know. Uh, now here are some quotes from uh, LA Times articles, uh-huh. which are actually real. Yeah. The two I found came after A Nightmare on Elm Street was released. Yeah. So I'm still unclear. This is frequently cited as what Wes Craven was talking about. Yeah. However, I did not find 
the actual article he probably read. Uh-huh. Everything that I'm citing here yeah. came after that movie was released. Okay. But it also speaks to the longevity of this issue. Yeah. That this was a, a problem right. that was in the news for years, for oh like a God. decade at least. Um, so this is 1987 LA Times. The headline of the article, medical experts seek clues to nightmare deaths that strike male Asian refugees. It's crazy how specific that is. Yeah. Uh, a doctor, Robert Kirshner, goes through basically what I just said about the different interpret interpretations in the Philippines mm-hmm. and stuff and says, it all roughly translates to the same thing, nightmare death. Oh, God. Uh, now, here's a crazy one that yeah. I, I forgot to say before. Now, it seems for some reason that people in China aren't affected by this. Uh-huh. But they still have their own interpretation of what's going on. Yeah. And it's an amazing phrase. Uh, in China, it was called Bai Gui Ya. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm sorry about my pronunciation, which translates as crushed by a ghost. Oh, my God. How horrible is that? Way to make a bad thing worse. Yeah. If all of a sudden it's just you doing a show one week, you're like, oh, Will's not here. Yeah. You know, he got uh, he got the old bai gui ya. And also, if stress makes this, like, ostensibly worse. Oh, yeah. Like, to be worried about getting bai gui ya crushed by a ghost disease. Oh. Like, that really ups the ante. Yeah, you're it not going to feel It could be some, chill. like, weird word that you can't pronounce or something. That if you're just like, I don't really know what that means. If everybody around you has been crushed by a ghost, you're probably next. Crushed by a ghost seems like um, a bummer spinoff of Touched by an Angel. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I love it. Yeah. Let's get working on that. Okay. I don't know what the hell that would be, but coming up on Crushed by a Ghost. (laughs) Who was the person on Touched by an Angel? Oh, Um, I have no idea. I don't know. Angel from Buffy. Um, Now, here's another quote from that same doctor. These are all healthy men with no previous symptoms. The average age was 33. The situation is almost always the same. It It only occurs in men, and it only occurs in their sleep. Man. The report is they cry out and die or are found dead the next morning. Uh, in 1988, the LA Times reported on this once again, yeah. saying 98% of the deaths occurred between 10 p.m. and 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. It's all. Oh, that seems right. It's all around sleep. Yeah. It, well, know, yeah, if it's all around sleep, I'm not surprised by 10 to 8. I know. But it's still it's still just crazy that it can be isolated that yeah. specifically. You know, like you would think that maybe if this were happening during the day, yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, he just dropped dead there, whatever. Yeah. But maybe people would especially pay attention to it because it's like, we all went to sleep, woke up, and several right. of us were dead. Right. And that might put the emphasis on it being a sleep-based thing. Yeah. But really, it's happening at all times of day. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, it-, it No, it's literally only during sleep. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, you know what's kind of, I mean, it's not the same whatsoever, but like um, Crumbs, my dog, has uh, epilepsy, so he has seizures, and those like 99% of the time happen in his sleep. Like he'll just be yeah. sleeping and then he just starts having a seizure. That's so weird. Yeah, there's something about like some of the stuff that I read in here made me think of Crumbs a little bit. Yeah. Where they say it's like for some reason it's when you're on the cusp of falling asleep mm-hmm. or on the cusp of waking up. Yeah. And it has to do with like the electromagnetic yeah. pulses moving through your Yeah, body. it's like the same kind of thing. Something just doesn't connect. Yeah. I mean, or something over connects. Connects too much. Yeah. I, no, yeah. I, I don't know. I think that at least with seizure disorders, I think it's an excess of electrical activity oh, is that right? in the brain. I think so. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing that I've got, if anybody wants to learn more about this, because honestly, it's fascinating. Yeah. It's something that I I had heard this story, the Wes Craven story, uh-huh. 
you know, several times right. over the years just because I'm a fan of horror yeah. and I've periodically heard people share that story. Yeah. Never looked into it. Knowing more about it makes it even crazier and even more unexplained yeah. in a weird way. So I found... I'd never heard of this. Wikipedia references a book written by Bruce Thaupau Blyatkut. Okay. Called uh, Hmong Sudden Unexpected Nocturnal Death Syndrome a cultural study. Mm-hmm. And you can find a lot of the excerpts from yeah. his book online. Yeah. I think there's even like a PDF of the whole book. Uh-huh. I, I flipped through it a good amount. It is fascinating cool. and strange. And even at the beginning of the, his book, he's like, I'm, I'm so not sorry. seeking. He's like, I'm not seeking to explain all of this right now. Cause I can't explain all of this right now. All I hope is that my book encourages other people to do their own research and hopefully figure out why this is happening. Yeah. Because it feels like, even though we know that it's some sort of a cardiac related issue yeah. uh, with the heart, with, for some reason, this particular genetic defect for people from this particular quadrant of yeah. the globe, it still is like, what is going on? So how often is it still happening now? Like I, I, as frequently? I like, don't have an answer for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So was it just that they had access to the data to see that boom because so many people came over during that time? I guess. The first yeah. documented case was in 1977. Right. So it so seems like it does. Why wouldn't it still be going on, basically? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. But like, I also don't know if that means that you know maybe it wasn't happening yeah. while people were still in Southeast Asia. Maybe uh-huh. it was the stress, the, the nightmare of having to run out of your home yeah, that's because true. monsters are taking over and running you out yeah. to come to a new place where I mean, let's be honest, people probably aren't treating you the nicest, right? Yeah, um, and you're not able to live the life that you were used Ugh, to living. It's awful, you know. Like I don't yeah. know if those are the contributing factors that make it Maybe. appear, or if it was always happening. And the first recorded case is just because people in the U.S. started going like, wait, what is this? Yeah. And maybe it was almost a weird fact of life or something. Or yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe it's not even true that it's the first. What I read was that it was the first documented case in 1977, mm-hmm. but I honestly. Maybe I'm it's just the first not, like, you know, like U.S. documented case or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, wow. But yeah, real wild. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And evidently that is then what. Wes Craven took and turned into like yeah which in a weird way is uh locked in a horrible dreamscape yeah yeah but also not and even, then he can kill you from within your dreams right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but not even just that it's like it feels like a very sort of classic thing about humans trying to understand the un- the unexplainable yeah by putting a face on it yeah and being like it's it's not something that's just happening to you mm-hmm. it's this thing that's doing it to right you. like it, it feels this is a little out there, but mm-hmm. it feels like when people say like, yeah, no, like the winds are controlled by this God, mm-hmm. whatever. It's like, yeah. no, the person kind that's, of, yeah. yeah, the person that's responsible for these people dying in their dreams is a person. Right. Right. Um, you know, it feels like one of the oldest kinds of storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Yeah. Kind of crazy. And then that became, you know, this guy who's, you know, rapping novelty yeah. rap songs on cassettes and people love them and, it's true. Not not this people. Yeah, not Chrissy. I really don't like a nightmare on Elm Street. I know you don't. I I I like it. Yeah. I so enjoy it. Many people do. I think I'm an outlier. Yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. Uh but yeah, there He's you go. He's too disgusting. He is disgusting. I will give you that. I, was, I can't do it. I you know. <laughs> I'm I'm well documented as being grossed out by gross people in movies. Sure. I I, do, I think the Goonies is gross. 
Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. It makes me feel I've bad. Got, yeah. It makes, it's just like, it doesn't feel good. Throw mama. I would say it. throw mama's in it. Uh, the lumpy guy. It's just like not good. Throw mama from throw mama from the yeah, train. Yeah. Who's of course plays. There's something else. Throw mama. <laughs> There's something else I can't read. It's like a classic 80s movie that my friends loved. I was like, no, I don't like that. It's disgusting. They were like, ugh, that's right. Of course. Yeah. I, I'm in particular not a fan of any sort of wet puppetry. <laughs> Um, it seems like in the eighties, there were a lot of stories about puppets. It's funny, that... I was thinking to myself, I feel like it's something like that, like a Jim Henson, dark crystal thing or yeah. something. I Willow, actually never even seen that. Willow. I've never seen that. I've seen yeah. enough to know yeah. that I don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. That one <laughs> music amazing. video about Ronald Reagan being. Oh, I hate that. That is wet sweating puppetry. Sweating in bed. Yeah. Very well, shiny puppetry. I don't like wet puppetry and I don't appreciate it. Me neither. I'll say no to it. And I don't need it and I don't want it. Every time. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> oh, I've been dabbling in wet puppetry. No. <laughs> no. Not for me. Not not dry puppetry? No. <laughs> dry puppetry is great. I'm a fan of dry puppetry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it looks like it's a fire hazard, it's for me. <laughs> huh? <laughs> oh, boy. Real felty. That's, yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. So... I'm going to tell you, this is very timely, today in real time, on February 2nd, when this comes out, the movie Winchester will have debuted. What the hell is that? It's the thing about the Winchester Mystery House starring Helen Mirren inexplicably because it looks like crap. Oh my god, that's that? Yes. Who's seen But the story is so sweet. Okay. It is so. So, have you never heard of this before? I've seen the trailer and I knew that people were being like, Helen Mirren in a scary movie. What's well, going on? It was partially me saying that. Oh. Um, I posted that on our Guides to the Unknown stuff. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that Helen Mirren's in a scary movie. What's going on? It's that Helen Mirren is in a scary movie that looks like crap. Yeah. And she has a gravitas and a higher standard that I'm surprised in like a twisted pictures or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, she just wanted to have fun. Yeah, maybe. Horror used to be fun. I would, yes. I would be more inclined to believe that if horror were still fun, I guess. I know. It, she just looks, it's so random. Yeah. Like, it just looks like a generic, like, crappy horror movie. But then, like, Helen, Dame Helen Mirren is there. Dame Helen I, Mirren's in this? I think she's a dame. <laughs> she's, like, a good, legit actress. And it's just with a bunch of, like, you know, weird horror people you've never seen before. Yeah. And it just looks like crap. It doesn't yeah. look good, but she's great. And the story is so interesting. So I'm disappointed. Well, maybe it will be good then. May I, maybe. I don't think it looks good. I'll see it. Not in theaters, but... um. Maybe I, she's taking a chance on people that don't have a big budget. Maybe. Because they have a fun idea. Maybe. You know? Could be. I had no idea it was a real story, though. I oh my god, I it, can't believe you don't know about this at all. I did not all. know about it. I looked at it and I saw what looked like a knockoff of The Woman in Black or, um, what was it called? Like, Knob, it's not Knob Hill. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't Knob Hill. What? Knob Hill. What, wait, is it Notting Hill? It can't be Notting Hill. Notting Hill is where Julia Roberts is like a famous actress and she slums it with Hugh Grant. It was Crimson Peak, I was thinking Oh, Crimson Peak. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Not yeah. Knob Hill. Not Knob Hill or Notting Hill. Someone took all the doorknobs. <laughs> How could it be Knob Hill without the doorknobs? Dear me. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Dear me. <laughs> I can't get in the door. <laughs> the bloody knob is gone. <laughs> Just lightly put out. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> okay, I'm stoked that you don't know about this. This no, no. is crazy. All right, you are going to have to look up all the visuals. I'm not going to go into it too much because it'll be boring to, you know, listen to. 
So the thing is, Win- Winchester is based on the Winchester Mystery House, which was built by Sarah Winchester, who had been married to the heir to the Winchester gun fortune. Okay. So um, it was the son of the person who, you know, invented Winchester rifles, and they were called, like, the rifle of the Civil War. So they were super popular. They were used in the war and then just popular in general. So this was, like, an insane fortune. Okay. So... She married this guy. They had a lot of tragedy in their lives. Um, They had a baby that died a few months after it was born because it had this weird, weird disease where it was malnourished no matter what it ate, basically. What she ate um, was a baby named Annie. And then her husband died 15 years later from tuberculosis. Okay. So then at that point, so here's the commonly told story. And it seems like, well, first of all, it doesn't just seem like. It's not confirmed at all like it's a good story it keeps keeps getting passed on but there's no proof of any of this part of it that i'm going to tell you the origins of the house the house itself obviously is what it is it's this crazy house that i'll get into more but it has staircases that literally go to a ceiling doors that open to nothing there's one door where it's just a drop yeah teeny doors that open to huge rooms huge doors that open to teeny rooms it's a sprawling labyrinth of an estate on six acres yeah um so i'll get into it more but so little hh holmes ish Kind of. A little murder kind of. castle, impossible architecture. Yes, very much so. Yeah. But not nefarious in any way. How is it not nefarious to open a door that doesn't lead that's anywhere? The only, that's the only dangerous one. There's only one dangerous one? Yeah. Otherwise, it's just like, oh, I bonked me head. This staircase <laughs> doesn't go anywhere. Pretty much. Why is there one that's like... I, well, because there were t- there would be rooms um, made and then just not finished. Like, there'd be... So there are these just, like, unfinished areas of the house and everything. So it's just an unfinished area. Okay. Yeah. That's it's crazy. It's crazy. So it's... The legend is that after her husband died, she talked to a psychic. And this was also during the time of spiritualism, having this big boom, especially among wealthy people. This was like the mid-1800s that this happened. And around the time of the Fox sisters, which we talked about in a previous episode. So um, the legend is that she spoke to a medium who told her that, and she thought she was cursed um, because her daughter died and her husband died. And the medium told her that she is cursed and that the ghosts of people who were killed by Winchester rifles um, were, she was cursed by them. That's So she needed to move out west. And as long as she built a house that she was continually adding on to, the spirits wouldn't kill her. Wow. So there are a few different versions of it since this is all just folklore kind of thing. So it's either that... Um, it was for the spirits to appease them, to give them places to go, or to get them lost because they'd be going up the stairs and there's just a ceiling there. That is awesome. That it's either to, um, so that she doesn't die or so that she lives forever, which I guess is kind of the same thing. Right. Um, so she moved out to San Jose, bought a plot of land that I think had a farmhouse on it. And just started building onto it constantly. And um, she would draw up the plans and ideas for different rooms 
on like napkins and scraps of paper and give them to the workers. It's actually amazing. That's pretty Like she was impressive. incredibly creative. Yeah. Like some of the stuff is just like totally nuts, but some of it is beautiful. There were a lot of stained glass um, windows that she designed herself. Yeah. And there's a lot of really cool creepy symbolism. So she loved um, spider webs. So there are a lot of windows that have that kind of like wrought ironwork in them that are spider webs. Wow. Um, and then just, yeah. Like we, a Tim like, Burton dream. Yes. And so just like, just weird rooms and stuff. And actually I have a description from the Smithsonian website about what the house looked like. So let me yeah, see. I guess it's not standing anymore. Uh, no, it is. It is? Yeah, it's an attraction. You can go tour it. Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so here are some examples. A staircase, one of 40, goes nowhere and ends at a ceiling. Cabinets and doors open onto walls. Rooms are boxes within boxes. Small rooms are built within big rooms. Balconies and windows are inside rather than out. Chimneys stop... Fl- uh, chimneys stop... Floors short of the ceiling. Floors have skylights. A linen closet as big as an apartment sits next to a cupboard less than an inch deep. Doors open onto walls. One room has a normal-sized door next to a small child-sized one. Another has a secret door identical to one on a corner closet. It could be opened from from within the room, but not from without, and the closet drawer didn't open at all. Details are designed to confuse. In one room, Winchester laid the parquet tree on the floor, you know, the floor, in an unusual pattern. When the light hit the floor a particular a particular way, the dark boards appeared light and the light boards dark. Bullseye windows gave an upside do- upside down view of the world. Even these basic truths of up and down and light and dark could be subverted. That uh, that's amazing. So at one point, the house was 7 stories. And then there was a really bad earthquake um, in, I don't remember what year, and th- the top three floors were leveled, <laughs> and so they decided to just leave them off. So it's four stories. Okay. It is humongous. Can people stay there? Um, I don't, I think you might be able to. Like, there are definitely a bunch of different kinds of tours that yeah. vary in price. I think it's kind of expensive to tour, because it is, it's six acres. It is huge. I'll just tell you real quick. Um... It has 161 rooms, 10,000 windows, 47 fireplaces, 13 bathrooms, six kitchens, three elevators, and two basements. Now, you say that, but some yeah. of these things not, might not be real bathrooms and stuff. Right? Well, no, I think that's like the finished stuff. Another false bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> what have I done? Why do I assume they're British? Are they I don't not? Know. No, they're not. Is Helen Mirren British? Yes, that's why. Maybe. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be why. Yeah, can you imagine being like, is this a real toilet or not? <laughs> well, also, a bunch of the bathrooms have glass doors. Oh, imagine that. No thanks. Yeah. Now it's starting to sound like 13 Ghosts again. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. A little it bit, kind right? of does. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think there was some like stuff about not wanting anything to be able to sneak up on you or something like that. She also slept in a different bedroom every night. Um, And the, again, idea behind that was that she was evading the ghosts. Was she okay? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she was. She was quite sane, just eccentric. She was really smart. So here is where some of the folklore behind it uh, and legend behind, I should say, differs from reality so first of all the legend is that she was this crazy widow driven mad by grief and dealt with her grief by doing all the stuff and she went crazy and that she did seances every well 
what order should I do this in? Okay, so I'll tell you some of the legend behind it, and then I'll tell you a little bit about the supposedly real stuff, because again, none of this can really be confirmed. There are some things that help cement it, but so the legend that's broadly told about it is that she built all these rooms, there's all this crazy stuff, and um, that she would consult the ghosts every night to get instructions for what to draw out and give to all the contractors and builders and stuff. So she had a... Wait, say that again. She got instructions from the ghosts? Yes. How is she she tricking the ghosts? She would have a seance every night. But then how... Exactly. It's very conflicting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. We don't know if this was built to evade the ghosts, to appease the ghosts, and they would like it and work with her on it. Oh, so no one, even on that very basic point, I guess I've been taking it for granted that it's definitely supposed to confuse the ghosts. No, because that seems coolest, number one. Right. And like it would make sense because it's so weird and topsy-turvy. So it's like, hey, ghosts, you're not tethered to the physical world. Mm -hmm. Are there crazy physical structures that you'd like to explore with your ghosty body I where guess. it's like an upside down staircase would be fun right okay i'll build that because otherwise it doesn't make sense to be like i need to find a way to trap all these ghosts and get them lost in my house right. okay i'll hold a seance to ask the ghosts how what i should would, trap them what will fool you right build another hallway that leads to your bedroom i won't find you there right i trust you another hallway tim it's basically oh, yeah. Oh, oh. I'll get Ugh. right to it with my friend Al Borland. Oh God, worst ghost ever. This is a Tim the Toolman Taylor joke. No, I got it. I saw him wearing a picture of a fedora with a feather in it. You the saw other him day. wearing a picture of a fedora? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford them since my show got canceled. Yeah. I wear pictures now. <laughs> that could only be an improvement. Yeah, but um, a home improvement. <laughs> And she did a lot of home improvements. Yeah. What are these, Binford? Okay, all right, enough, enough, enough. Okay. So, so yeah, it's all over the place, this yeah. legend. It basically is like ghosts, crazy lady, then these these like rumors that don't make sense with yeah. each other. So, um, so yeah, so it was said that she had a seance room, which was called the Blue Room, that she would go into at midnight, ring a bell to invite the ghosts to come, have a seance by herself. She's also, and this is a fact, she was very reclusive. Like, she didn't really interact with her neighbors or people around or anything. She wasn't fully reclusive. Like, she wrote letters to her family, which is where we get some facts. Okay. But she wasn't having visitors and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she'd ring a bell to invite the ghosts in at 12 o'clock in the seance room. She used um, a Ouija board. Again, this is all legend part. And then at 2 o'clock, two hours later, ring it to usher them out. It was like, our time begins, our time ends. That's- awesome i know and then she would give the instructions to the builders of stuff to do um let me see if i'm missing anything else about just legendy stuff i don't think so okay so that is all the ghostly stuff and the the uh like ghost seance spiritualism version of why she did this stuff okay I think that there is some combination of all these things that might be the truth because I just don't understand why this would have happened without some of these aspects what in do you mean? there. Like you, you're about to say a Christie yes. theory? Yeah. Well, I'm about to say some true stuff about her life Okay. and then another speculation thing. Okay. So the deal is she did not – she was sane. She wasn't a crazy woman who was wrecked by grief. I mean, she, I think she was really grief-stricken and very dramatic and very odd and eccentric, but not insane – um, because there are letters that were found that she sent to her family where she seems totally together insane, just kind of a weirdo. Yeah. Um, 
all of the workers who worked there, she was super generous with. She paid them two to three times what they would normally be paid elsewhere. That's awesome. Because number one, she's giving them something really wacko to do. Yeah. And number two, long term, like a lot of them stuck around for a long time. I would. Uh, completely. Even if she weren't paying me like double or triple or whatever. Yeah. I would just be like, you want me to put a fake cabinet in? Well, some people say it was annoying. You like got it, it was just like frustrating. There's just always something going on. But she was really good to them and paid them really well. Yeah, I, but but if, so, I feel like if you can get on that wavelength and just be mm-hmm. like, what are we building today? Yeah, it depends on the person. Yeah. I'm sure some people were like that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, really, really nice to her household staff. And like then loved her asks family. You what you do? Yeah. You're like I build things that don't work. Right. Basically, <laughs> I build tiny doors to huge rooms all day. I don't even know if I could build a normal house anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, their vision is probably just totally skewed by the end of this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so she um it doesn't seem like she was nuts. It seems like she was just kind of eccentric. Um, she was incredibly, incredibly smart. So she grew up in New Haven, Connecticut, and by the time she was twelve, she knew how to speak four languages fluently. She was like an accomplished musician. I could not find what she played, by the wow. way, but whatever. Um, she was really into literature like Shakespeare and Homer. Um, actually, there's a Shakespeare quote in the house on stained glass, which I, I oh, oh yeah, yeah, cool. hang on. Yeah, she designed a window for one of the ballrooms. Um, Does she have any Homer quotes? <laughs> no, believe it or not. Like uh, mm, donuts. That's exactly what I was going to say. Mm, donuts? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So... <laughs> The house teems with illusions, symbols, and mysterious encryptions. Its ballroom features two meticulously crafted Tiffany art glass windows. Here, she inscribed her most elegant clues for us. The windows have stained glass panels with lines from Shakespeare. One reads, these same thoughts people this little world. It's from the prison soliloquy in Shakespeare's uh, Shakespeare's Richard II. Deposed from power and alone in his cell, the king has an idea to create a world within his prison cell, populated only by his imaginings and ideas. Wow. So, kind of that kind of fits in with this. Sure. I think she was just really smart, um, really well-read, had all these references for things, and I think that she had all this money and kind of had whims and decided to go with them. Yeah. I think that it's, I think it's not impossible that she was also a spiritualist and that played into it somewhat. Um, but I don't think she was a crazy person. I mean, if she really was having seances all the time and Mm -hmm. ringing bells to welcome the spirits, I mean, well, we don't know that though. That's not facts. That's just legend passed down. So she, you're saying like, even forget, don't even think about the word ghost at all. We know nothing as far as it pertains to ghosts and spirits and seances and everything. That's just legend. That's not written anywhere. She didn't write to any of her family saying like, oh, had six seance from 12 to two last night. It's just purely legend that could be born of people seeing this crazy house and being like, huh, you know, but it was also, I mean, she did like that was during the time of the spiritualist movement. So it kind of fits. I mean, I am kind of inclined to believe that there was some aspect to that also because, um, there are weird symbols and things like that represented throughout the house. Like all the spider webs, that's very occulty. Um, the numbers 7, 11, and especially 13 appear in the house a ton. Huh. Um, so the number 13 appears the most out of those. Um, most windows had 13 panes. The walls had 13 panels in most of the rooms. The greenhouse had 13 cupolas, which are like those things that raise out of a house. Almost okay. like you imagine like a lookout kind yeah. of thing. Um 
candelabras were altered from having 12 spots, which is kind of common to having 13 for candles. (laughs) Many floors had 13 sections. Many rooms had 13 windows and all staircases except for one had 13 steps, um, which was this staircase that was um, this really wide but very small stepped staircase that had uh, 42 steps which was standard stairs would normally be enough for three stories but actually only rose nine feet because it just wound around itself that's so weird that could also have a practical reason something we know about her is that she had really bad rheumatoid arthritis oh so she could only take little steps yes and she was only 411 she it's was teeny tiny. tiny. Yeah. yeah. Um, so little steps. And then that also plays into something that was true about her. And it is very occulty and weird and dramatic. She always wore a black veil and black gloves, um, lace or otherwise. It's said that the gloves were to hide her um, arthritic fingers. Because when, okay. when some people have rheumatoid arthritis, they become really like warped. Yeah. And she didn't. She wasn't into that. Wasn't into that scene. I'm not having that. No. Um, and she would fire workers if they happened to see her without her veil on. Oh my God. And that's like a thing. How is that not like the first thing you said? I don't, there's a lot of information here. When I was that researching. That above all else is one of the most alarming things to me. I know. You've seen my face. It's so scary. When I was researching, I felt like me and the research were the Winchester house itself. Yeah. Because this went in so many directions. I'm all over the place telling it. I was all over the place researching it. Cool. I have notes crossed out because I was like, I can't get into all that. And I decided that I did want to get into all of it. And I'm going to tell you what it is right now. Okay. So here's another theory to put in your little pork pie hat about what was going on with this house. So she grew up in New Haven. She was very cultured, very in that scene. Actually, as she got older, the socialite people in town called her the Belle of New Haven. Huh. Um, and she met her husband. He also lived in New Haven. They were like in the same circles. And she ended up going to the ladies' version of Yale okay, at the time because right, they yeah. couldn't be a lady at college. It was called the Young Ladies Collegiate Institute. And um, Yale and New Haven in general around that time had a lot of Freemasonic ties. There were a lot of Freemasons about. Okay. And Rosicrucians, which I did not know what that was. Um, Rosicrucians, uh, Rosicrucianism in the 17th century is when it started. It was a European cultural movement that claimed that they knew of an esoteric order to the world concealed from the average man that provides insight into nature, the physical universe, and the spiritual realm. Huh. Now, there was some crossover between Rosicrucianism and Freemasons. Okay. Um, I guess there are some rumors that a Rosicrucian started the Freemasons. Okay. But either way, there's some crossover. And one of the, um, I guess, sects of it, you could say, were the Rose Cross Freemasons. Yeah. And two of the most highfalutin professors or administrators at the Yale Lady College were Rose Cross Freemasons. Huh. Freemasons. Freemasons. So there was just a lot of this information and influence around, basically. And there were a lot of things in the house that seemed like they could be Freemasonic symbology. Huh. Okay. So there are... Um, so there, you know, there's the idea that this is all ghost and seance and spiritualism based. There are ideas that it's rooted in Freemasonry and that the house is some sort of like Da Vinci Code-esque place yeah. that has a bunch of clues. There's even a theory that is 
too outlandish to me that she built and left the house as sort of puzzle to be solved that had to do with Freemasons and stuff. I mean, that's the kind um, of thing that's cool, but I don't know how actually practical it is. I don't think so. I feel like people yeah. don't really typically do stuff like that. I don't think you so. want them to. Well, also for it to be a puzzle that would all work, she would have to have planned that all out from the get go, right. not be adding on random rooms and then be like, no, never mind. I don't like that one. Seal yeah, it off. Exactly. Like that would mess up the whole puzzle. That's the kind of, but thing it's that cool I think to think about people really latch on to as being like, wow, can you imagine? She must've been dedicated to, to the singular idea. Right. That she would, you know, construct a puzzle, but mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel like no. that's something that actually somebody spends their whole life doing. No, but there is a lot of really cool symbolism that kind of corresponds to Freemasonry, like their sacred geometry um, in designs of things like the floors. Um, apparently, prime numbers 7, 11, and 13 factor in strongly. And the Freemasons' um, fizzle, uh, philosophical ideal is that it is the glory of God to conceal a thing, is the glory of kings to find a thing. And there are all kinds of like hidden little things in the house. Huh. Um, just like little, you know, it, it's just like there'll be um, a, Easter egg hunt. a doorknob that's like the face of a god. Just sweet. Like, yeah. <laughs> that, that rules. It's totally awesome. Yeah. Um, so then. <laughs> It's all over the... Oh, okay. I know how I wanted to finish off. So it's all over the place. So a lot of stuff. And then there are ghost stories about the Winchester Mystery House being haunted. They're mostly pretty basic ghost stories where it's like there's a cold spot. Okay. Yeah. Um, You know, like hearing somebody breathing or whatever. Um, seeing an old lady in lace and stuff sitting in a room um, either okay. in... It, either in the blue room, which was the seance room, or her bedroom, which is where she died. Okay. There was a story where somebody was like, hey, because it's it's a fully functioning like tour place now. So it was like, hey, I don't know there was going to be an event here. And somebody's like, what are you talking about, Janice? And she's like, I saw somebody dressed up like old lady Winchester in her bedroom. And they're like, Janice, there is no tour scheduled for them. Basically those things. Right. And um, one that seems to be the most common is seeing a handyman repairing stuff around there, just like building onto things, doing huh. his work. And when it's in the basement, he's seen pushing a wheelbarrow. Huh. Yeah. So that is the real life, fully awesome story behind this movie that doesn't look so good called Winchester that wow. comes out today when you're listening to this. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe you didn't know about this. I did not know also, about it. Also, Harry Houdini visited the Winchester Mystery House like right after it became a place that you could visit, which was in like 1924, and it said that he named it the Winchester Mystery House. It was just called like the Winchester House oh. or whatever. Okay. Yeah. All right. When she died, um she left her possessions to her niece and also um divide up money between family members and had set up um a research center for tuberculosis and chest problems at Yale that is still there. It's the Winchester chest place, oh. which is hard to say. Wow. Well, yeah. That's cool. I know. She So she seems like she was not crazy, yeah. just odd. Yeah. Um, she, wrong with odd. No. Um, Love odd. There were also rumors that she liked the fact that she kept people employed, like that she was employing all these houseworkers and everything. Cause I think her dad was a carpenter and he was out of work a lot. And she appreciated the fact that she was giving these people work. Yeah. Oh, and then another um, thing that ties into her just being 
just kind of an, an odd duck, but not having either um, ghosty ideas or Freemasony ideas is that she was definitely a loner. Like she didn't want to have a lot of visitors or anything, even with her family, she would write to them and she loved them, but she didn't really want them to come by. Yeah. And that that was an excuse to not have people over because she'd be like, Oh, the house isn't ready yet. It's just uh, always being worked on. Yeah. But then why are you building like such insane things? So it's not just that. It's not just that, but yeah. it is funny to be like, I don't want to just come right out and tell them not to come over. I better come up with some insane reasons. Yeah. Like my house is 100% of the time under construction. Right. I better build a skylight that goes to the floor of another room. Yeah, better build yeah. another fake chimney. Yeah, exactly. So that I can just tell my cousin that she can't come over for supper. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this reminded me of something mm-hmm. that I have been wondering about for a long time. I originally thought it was an H.H. Holmes reference, Uh huh. but it didn't seem to line up once we learned about H.H. Holmes. Yeah. Um, there is a book about uh, – it's a comic book. Uh-huh. It's a series written by Alan Moore, mm-hmm. who's a very famous comic book writer. It, it has to do with this. Really? It yes. does? Yeah. I thought so. Mm-hmm. Swamp Thing. Yep. Yeah. So in Swamp Thing, they're in, I think, the bayou in mm-hmm. Louisiana, and there's an entire chapter about this impossible house. Yeah. This gigantic mansion with you know doors that open to nowhere, staircases that lead to nothing. Yep. And uh, some sort of horror thing happens in there. The Swamp Thing books yeah. are very like – insanely steeped in like trippy psychedelic horror. Yeah. And so I thought it was H.H. H. Holmes because at mm-hmm. the time all I knew about him was Murder Castle right. and building trap rooms and right. stuff like that. But no, mm-hmm. as you're telling the story, I realized, no, I guess that's a Winchester yes. mansion thing. Maybe it literally Winch- is yeah. the Winchester mansion in the book. Because I for sure wouldn't, I have, remember. I wouldn't yeah. have picked up on the reference. I would yeah. not have understood that. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of things inspired by it. Like um, Stephen King wrote a book called Rose Red. That, okay. um, I, I haven't read it before, but it's about an impossible mansion basically. And also the dimensions don't make sense. Kind of like in the movie, the shining, the theory around oh, that yeah, yeah. about how Danny is going around on his tricycle in ways that would be impossible for the layout of anything basically. Yeah. Um, but in Stephen King's book, Rose red, that is the case. Like the inside is bigger than the outside huh. basically kind of thing, All right. which That's is cool. awesome. Well, I want to spoil another book. Um, yeah. well, I guess that spoils that. Well, <laughs> whatever. Well, anyway. Yeah, um, late. yeah. So it's cool. Yeah. It also feels like it should be a cool movie. Like this should be an awesome movie. I mean, I still want to see it. It just looks like kind of, I, you know what? I guess Helen Mirren bumps it into a higher standard category for me because I thought, cause I've known about this for a long time. Yeah. The Winchester mystery house. When I heard there was going to be a movie about it starring Helen Mirren, I thought it was going to be like, you know, like a Martin Scorsese, like good quality right like kind of historical but also creepy thing um i didn't know it was going to be a horror movie just like randomly starring helen mirren so i bet if she wasn't in it and i just saw the trailer for it i'd be like oh yeah i'm gonna see that but i think because my expectation was that it was gonna be like yeah this like a good movie it messed it up for me a little bit yeah i guess everybody that i've heard talk about it is like is she somehow desperate for money so everybody assumes that somehow she is... She's definitely not desperate for money. I know. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. So like everybody Who seems knows? to be assuming that it's a piece of crap. Yeah. And that she's in it for like reasons that... Like she got dropped <laughs> reasons in a contract. Unknown. Yeah. Maybe it's good. Who knows? Maybe it is. Even if there's like a single scene yeah. of her being like, well, I've built this entire house so ghosts can't find me. Right. And it's working out nicely and goes to sleep. <laughs> and then a ghost is like near her and she's like... They found me. Yeah. More rooms. Yeah. Like that could, that has a lot of scary potential. I mean, honestly, the reason that story grew, if it's not true, is because it's a totally sweet story. It's a cool idea. It's a very cool idea. The idea of a ghost just being like, I think I found you. Yeah. Oh, and no. And you're just, like, yeah, like, yeah. oh, no, like, 
in the, the next morning, like we got to build more rooms. Yeah, Stat. yeah, that's the ghost got awesome. too close to me. We got to make it trickier. Yeah, totally. It's cool. I know. Very cool. I know. I yeah. love it. So everybody, go online and look up Winchester Mystery House. There are a lot of pictures of it. It is so cool. And then tell me how the movie is. I'm probably not going to see it. I'll I'll watch it at home for sure. I'm very. I don't know. I don't remember when I heard about this, but I've like loved it for a long time. It's really cool. So uh, I'm very interested, but I'll probably watch it at home. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, sweet, cool. There you go. Yeah, bam. Boom. Look at your brains getting all big. Yeah. As big as the inside of a house that's impossible for the outside. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, that brings us to the end of another chilling episode of Guide to the Unknown. That's right. The origins of A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. And Winchester. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, so good. I know. So cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're going to go away now. Yes. We'll be back in one week for another mm-hmm. terrifying episode. Uh if you enjoyed this show, please consider doing all the things that people typically ask you yeah. at the end of a podcast. Yeah. You know what podcasters ask you to do. Yeah. Go yeah. review us on iTunes. Five yep. stars. Mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna be coy about it and be like, just write us a review. Give us five stars. Yeah, who wants people to write bad reviews for them? Yeah. yeah. Write a real good one. Please. <laughs> yeah. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button. Yep. Make sure you subscribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, this show always ends up on youtube.com slash talk bomb so check that out you get visual guides stuff like that yeah Uh, make sure you check out uh, guide to the unknown on all social media Mm -hmm. on instagram twitter and facebook we are at gttu pod yep there's a secret facebook group yes where you can talk to other listeners of this show Mm -hmm. and of course if you haven't had enough of us (laughs) you can talk to me and old chrissy yep I am uh, I am on Instagram and Twitter at Chillin' Kristen. I am at Haunted Sponge. Meh. So we will see you next week when we will once again convene to get creepy. That's right. But until then, we must travel. Back to the netherworld via staircases to nowhere, but probably down. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> you can also go up. To the netherworld? Yeah, I guess you can. Yeah, like Isn't up to the Isn't nether stars? down? Nether... Like your nether regions. Yeah, those are down. <laughs> yeah, so the nether world. Yeah. It's down. We're okay. taking those stairs down. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. we are. All right, yeah. bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>